Mahaprabhu's mission. Master, master plan. As you can tell in PS, we don't really plan things. You um, made the name. Yeah, you I made They've the <laughs> chosen the worst person to host this. But anyway, Hare Krishna, welcome everybody um, for this very special house program. And uh, thank you all so much for, for coming, for being here on a Saturday evening. Um, and uh, we're very, very lucky to be with um, an esteemed panel of Vaishnavas here. Um, and yeah, we're very, very excited to get along with tonight's program. Uh, before we get along with tonight's program, um, I just wanted to say that, you know, we many devotees here. Put your hand up if you are out on SSP today in Kingsbury. Put your hand up. Okay, cool. A fair amount of you. Amazing. Um, no, these are people who just came to book distribution today. We did some very nice Sankirtan today, locally. So, um, yeah, it's amazing to see so many people who came today. Uh, and I thought that would share, would start off by sharing the book scores uh, in true SSP style. So, are you guys ready for the book scores? We did 20 small books. 50 medium books. 5 big books. And 31 Maha big books. Yeah, and yeah, so it was a really, really amazing um, SSP today. It was a special SSP actually because, as we all know, um, yesterday we had the passing of His Holiness Karabakanana Maharaj, um, two days ago, sorry. Um, and so um, today we decided to do um, this SSP in his honor. Um, and so many, many devotees came out, and um, I think it's something Maharaj Duffy would have wanted, you know, he was always big on Sankatan. And um, it was just really amazing to see so many devotees out today chanting the holy name. We had a really, honestly, at least for me, I don't know about the guys who came, but I felt like it was one of the most ecstatic Kirtans we ever had. I see some nodding heading, uh, nodding heads. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Imperfect. Not perfect. But um, it was amazing. And uh, at one point, there were so many of us just on the street just dancing, and we had a huge crowd of people watching. People from the public started dancing with us, and it was really ecstatic. We just got carried away by the holy name. At one point, I forgot that I was in the middle of Kingsbury High Street, opposite Kingsbury Fruit and Veg. I just thought I was just in the temple room, you know? And so it was really amazing. Uh, it was also a very unique SSP. We, um, usually we get, you know, people give us donations in the form of Lakshmi, but today we got a lot of donations in the form of just fruits and mogat. It's because... And, and you know, it was actually due to Hadai Pran. Where's Hadai Pran? Where's he? Where's he? So Hadai Pran, you know, we set up and then he goes to Kingsbury Fruit and Veg. I'm like, what's he doing Kingsbury Fruit and Veg? He comes back with a pineapple and he just puts it on the Kiritan mat. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, just watch. Something amazing will happen. And in the next, like, throughout the next few hours, all these Indians, they start coming, they start putting fruit and <laughs> You just see a whole pile of fruits. Like the Kirtan was just surrounded by fruits at one point. Um, and one person donated a bag of semolina, which was amazing. So um, yeah, we got um, yeah we did 106 books, and I think we got like 14 bags of fruits as well. So it was a record for us. A record for us in fruit donations. Um, so yeah, an amazing SSP. But um, let's you know moving on. Um, you know we're here tonight. Uh, we're gathered today because we have some amazing ovation of us with us, and we're going to be. 
yeah, it's Mah- Mahaprabhu's master plan was the event, you know, and so we thought that we would um, just share, you know, just some, some stories, ask some questions about, you know, the mission of Mahaprabhu, and a big part of that was, you know, Harinam Sankirtan, and uh, we're going to just be asking some questions and uh, hearing some some um, amazing nectar tonight. So, um, first off, we have um, His Grace Gurudas Prabhu! His Grace Gurudas Prabhu, he was actually one of the very first pioneering uh, disciples of Srila Prabhupada. Um, he was actually one of the six devotees who came to England and ended up, you know, meeting, befriending George Harrison and um, established Krishna consciousness in London. Um, and um, he was also a, you know, a photographer. And, you know, many of the photos that we see of Srila Prabhupada were taken by Gurudas Prabhu. Um, and so it's amazing that we have these moments captured eternally by his amazing phone. And he's still a photographer, look at that. With his updated equipment. <laughs> um, next up, we have his grace, Kripamori Prabhu. Um, Kripamori Prabhu. Um, someone we, we all know and love. Um, I was reading a bit about your bio because I realised I didn't know so much about you. And I found out that when you were, I think, nine years old, you told your mum that you wanted to become a monk. And then several years later, it turned out to be true, and you ended up joining the, the Brahmachari Ashram uh, in the UK. Uh, and and Gupamori Prabhu eventually you know, met Srila Prabhupada, got initiated by Srila Prabhupada, and he was a big pioneer in the UK Yatra. Um, he was serving in the UK Yatra for, for many, many years, and uh, now he's an initiating guru. He looks after you know, um, a lot of the congregation here in London and also throughout the UK, um, and uh, yeah, is an amazing devotee. So, very lucky to be here with Kripamoy Prabhu as well. And finally, we have Her Grace, Mother Guru Charana Padma. Again, I had to do some research because I was like, I didn't know you guys so well. So um, I found out that you, you joined you joined the movement in Chicago, um, and um, you're engaged in full-time Sankatan over there. And then eventually you came to the UK, and I think you're just doing even more Sankatan here in the UK. Uh, and eventually you met Kripamoy Prabhu. You guys got married. They have three wonderful kids. I think many of us know that know their kids. Um, and um, she serves at the Temple Council, I believe, and the Brahmacharini Ashram Council as well, and um, is also working a lot with the, the congregation here in the UK. So thank you guys so much for joining us here tonight. We're very, very uh, lucky and honoured to have you with the Pandavasena. And uh, I thought we can get uh, started by just asking you guys you know, if you could briefly explain how you got into Krishna consciousness, how you came across Krishna consciousness, and how you kind of got, in, got into it. So maybe we can start with Gurudas Prabhu. You said to me, I've got two books. Oh, great, fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to solve the life statements. <laughs> yes, I want to remember Maharaj, too. He opened up his life to me. And that's what we want to do in Krishna Conscious, because the two aspects of love are hearing and 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 speaking and that means you hope that the person you're speaking to won't be judgmental so you can open your heart and in Prague farm I was coming around the corner and I heard this angelic kirtan and a tune I had never heard Hare Krishna, 
Hare Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And it was him. So. We'll pray that he goes on and now he can be in celestial. Hari now. How you said to be brief? How I came to Krishna consciousness. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> a tough question. <laughs> well, you know, I think that's a great book, by the way. What a Fascinating book that Prabhupada attracted so many juxtaposed different types of personalities, war veterans, and it's like Krishna at the Rasa dance. Every gopi was satisfied individually. Well, I came to Krishna consciousness because. Uh, I had a girlfriend named Joan, and she had gone to New York to help with her sister's wedding, and she met the Swami. And after touching herself and asking for a cigarette and tasting the prasadam, he said, go wash your hands. She thought it was the first mantra. Then she came back to San Francisco and said, I met this. At first she was careful. She was had a street side and she wasn't sure about this old man, but after three days, he had a way of making people feel comfortable. So she came back and said, I met the Swami. And then it, it, we heard about him in New York, but then everything was happening, influencing the whole world in San Francisco because it was open searching for what made you a better person and what made the world a better place. And so we were trying all spiritualities. So they decided they were going to have a temple in San Francisco. And then uh, he came in the airport. But that's how, that's how I met him through Jimmy. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. Um, and maybe Krupa Moy for, for you the, um, the, the same question. So can you explain how you how you joined uh, Krishna Consciousness? Yeah, you can ask this. Well, I came to Krishna Consciousness because of Puridas. <laughs> <laughs> because he and his friends came to England and were just so enthusiastic that they told people, you have to become a devotee. And then the people that they told, told me, you have to become a devotee. <laughs> That's the essence of it. <laughs> but it was wrapped into going to different pop festivals and seeing the devotees there. But everything is down to enthusiasm. 
two things, I think, enthusiasm, courage that you had coming to England, certainly courage and enthusiasm, and um, setting your sights really high because you could have come to England and you could have come to the suburbs of London and then said to yourself, we've done it, we've spread Krishna consciousness in England. <laughs> but you went, you went national. And within a few months, you were in the, the Times newspaper and it was Top of the Pops and it was the Beatles. I mean, there was no, uh, no small idea. At the time, I believe, Robert said, I could, you could have conquered England in 18 days. What a mantra came out. So that mantra that Gurudas sang, along with George Harrison, reached me in my little house on the radio. I wondered what this was. And uh, well, actually, I didn't hear it the first time. My school friends had heard it the night before. I was at school, I was 13 maybe. And they, I, and uh, it was a few girls and um, we were friends. And they slammed the door in my face. I said, let me in, let me in. I said, what are you doing in there? They said, we can't tell you. So I came back 10 minutes later. I said, what were you doing in there? They said, we was chanting Hare Krishna mantra. <laughs> I said, why? They said, because if you chant it, you become into a state of ecstatic trance. I said, well, did it work? She said, no. <laughs> she said, she said it, and we chanted for at least two minutes. <laughs> I got news for you. <laughs> so my curiosity was piqued, and I met the devotees at a pop festival. You remember the canned heat? Yeah. Canned heat and... Uh, Chuck Berry, do you remember Chuck Berry? Of so Chuck Berry was Chuck Berry was on stage. It was midnight, and he was my yeah. He was the rock and roll granddaddy, roll over Beethoven, and we there's a few thousand of us sitting in the rain. Anyway, he finished, and I came out towards the gate, and I just heard this, and of course it was the devotees, but they were singing in the rain. And they were up to their ankles in mud. And the rain was splashing off the, off the bald heads. And there was one, particularly, one particular person who was playing the drum. And I looked and his hands were bleeding. And his veins on his head were popping out. And he was just completely absorbed in this. And he was looking up to the sky. And I looked up to the sky and said, well, who is he singing to? Mr. <laughs> Oh. They were going around in a circle. And I stood rooted to the spot. I said, what is it that they're singing? It's that mantra. Well, it's working for them. <laughs> and then I saw them again a little while later, and that was, that was the end. They said, you've got to come. I said, okay. I'll come for a few days. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Enthusiasm is the backbone of Krishna consciousness. <laughs> it's one of his adages. And when we were in Northern Ireland, we went on, and like he was saying, I was on top of the bus and saying, anybody in Donahoe should chain Hare Krishna. But I, I also said, that man in the derby walking the dog heart should chant. Remember, I was singing out people.
Hare Krishna. Um, well, first of all, I just want to say what an honor to be here amongst all of you. I've known some of you since you were little babies, <laughs> and uh, and some some of you I've met more recently. But it's just so wonderful to feel your energy, your enthusiasm for Lord Chaitanya's Sankirtan movement, and um, yeah, really truly um, touches our hearts. So. Um, that you've embraced, you know, the Sankirtan and uh, the Sacred Street Party. I actually, um, thing is about Sacred Street Party. Uh, when I was about 12 years old, I actually heard these strange people on the streets in a little conservative town called Winnipeg in Canada. And I was with my, out with my mother shopping, and I thought, oh my God, these people are strange. <laughs> and um, but you know. This is the power of the mantra. It entered into my heart and really awakened that seed of bhakti. So don't ever think, I mean, that kirtan just now, you take that on the streets, I mean, people just, they, they've never experienced that kind of energy. It's, it's, it's at a totally, on a different level. Um, little did I know, it entered my heart. And years later, um, when I was doing my spiritual search, I went traveling and met another sacred street party in Amsterdam where I got the Bhagavad Gita and an Act of Godhead with Srila Prabhupada's photo and, I, and that was, wow, that was it. I'm going to Vrindavan and I, and I made my journey to Vrindavan. I got there in 1975, which was the, the year of the opening of the Krishna Balaram Temple. Traveled, traveled overland and that's another wow. story, a big story that was quite an adventure. <laughs> but the, big, the biggest adventure came when I actually joined Lord Chaitanya's Sankirtan party in Chicago. So, um, yeah, all glories to uh, the Sacred Street party of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, yeah, I always really like, I think when I first got into Krishna Conscious, I always loved hearing stories about how people got into Krishna Consciousness as well, because it's everyone has a very unique story, um, and it's just always so, so yeah, really nice and magical to hear that. But, but also, I know where you're going to ask questions, but also these questions of Harinam and all the experiences, because that's how you're getting the foundation of Krishna consciousness. Not only is it our Lord Chaitanya's foundation, but you have to drop your egos, you have to learn how to communicate with people. And like when we were talking about water on the head, he said to that guy like oh yeah remember we did that and he's talking about chicken uh chicken thrown on him and there was a vietnam war veteran a machine gunner and we used to be on harinam and i somebody would throw a tomato at me and then it would hit him and he we both saw it and he said good us why did that happen and i said well it's your karma you're a machine gunner. <laughs> <laughs> In Vietnam, and if it wasn't for Krishna, those would have been bullets, not tomatoes. <laughs> and then at Plumpton, we're, we're in front of a, a merchant at a music festival, and then the guy, he said, if I give you a donation, could you get, do it away from my shop? Nobody... And so the next merchant, <laughs> same thing, if you go, I'll give you a donation. So we went around the whole place. And I, and we used to do it in front of hear music and then they invite us on the stage. So what I'm saying is, persevere, you're the future. And it's an adventure. 
It's a preaching adventure. It's not always easy, but it is an adventure for Krishna. Thank you so much for, for sharing that um, for that story. And yeah, I'm excited for tonight because um, I'm sure we're going to hear loads, loads more stories like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the next actually, yeah, I guess, thing we wanted to move on to was, I guess, about Srila Prabhupada. Um, you're all, of course, disciples of Srila Prabhupada, and you all have a strong connection with him, but maybe in different ways. And so, Gurudas Prabhu, you probably spent, you know, you had a lot of personal time with, with Srila Prabhupada. And so I was wondering, you probably had so many memories, so many moments with him. I don't know if maybe you could pin it down to maybe one most like memorable pastime or moment you had with Srila <laughs> What was that one that's just really still in your heart? You said it was the one that either brought you or kept you. Yeah. That made you want to join or the one that made you want to stay. Well, what, uh, what, what came? Oh. Uh, just, uh, I, from his question previously, I thought it was the one moment that said, I'm in this, I'm convinced. Okay, that's a... Yeah. That Everything from India back then in the 60s was sacred, and we wanted swamis. <laughs> oh, this kirtan said, any rate, but he was everything a swami, what we thought of. He was fun, he was compassionate, he was fatherly and wise. You see, he didn't push anything at first. In fact, we didn't get to see him because he was translating. Not much. So now we're walking by the lake. We could get to see him on walks. He walked every morning. He said, uh, Regulation is preventative of disease. Another one of his art means full belly. Accounting means putting it down immediately. He had these adages. So we're walking by. There's only eight devotees at the time. No temple, anything. No madangas. So we're walking, and even then. There was always one devotee a little bit more arrogant than the others. <coughs> so he was saying, the Swami's walking, get out of the way. And the ducks were there. <laughs> and I'm thinking, this is their habitat. And then they're waking up. And... Swamiji looks over and he says, as you were thinking, they are disturbing us. They are thinking we are disturbing them. That's when I fell in love with him. Mm. And when he was picking his nose while he was eating. <laughs> 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 no, I'm not saying not weird, but it did. When he was up there, not, you know, not an ego celeb. It's just, it is what it is, and he's there presently, and so when he was doing that, I, oh, boy, yeah, that's the one who... <laughs> Thank you, I've never heard that. <laughs> I didn't know that. I learned something new. Thank you for sharing that. Um, the next question is, 
Director for Ukrippamoy Prabhu. So could you yeah, tell us about your, I guess, your encounter with Srila Parapad and also maybe how that encounter that you had with Parapad, how that kind of has molded your spiritual life today, you know, how mm. that still holds with you today. Yeah. This is in uh, 1976. I kept, a, I kept uh, diaries and uh, this is from 1976. One morning on his visit, Srila Prabhupada received all of us book distributors in his room about 20 men and women. He sat behind his glass desk, this is at the manor, with his back against a cushion, framed by the leaded glass window. For once, instead of being sent out, we were given the opportunity to sit in the company of our spiritual master, and we drank it in. I sat just the other side of the desk. Prabhupada looked at us one by one and said, thank you for helping me spread this movement. We were taken aback. Here he was, this person whom we wanted to thank repeatedly for what he had given us, and he was thanking us instead. Someone asked what we should say to people on the street, and he repeated the same formula he had given before. My dear sir, you are so intelligent, so fortunate, and wealthy. Now, please take this book. We all laugh to hear our guru teaching us how to sell his books. In class one morning, Srila Prabhupada spoke on Srimad Bhagavatam 2.3.18, which begins, Do the trees not live? Do the bellows of the blacksmith not breathe? He explained that the bellows also take in and expel air, but the bellows cannot be described as alive simply because it breathes. As he described the bellows for us, he breathed in and out close to the microphone demonstrating the sound. It was a rem <laughs> I was astonished. It was a remarkably accurate impression and we all laughed. His point was the real life was spiritual life and simply because a man breathes it does not mean that he is truly alive. On another morning he continued this theme explaining that and this was the moment I said, yes, this is it, I'm for life. In the past, you've had many thousands of lives. And in the future, if you wish, you can have many thousands more. Every life is short, and you have so many of them. So just give this one short life to Krishna. As he spoke, he slowly scanned the room. And at one point, his eyes fell on me just as he was saying, so just give this one short life. Mm -hmm. Somehow, it felt as if he was talking directly to me, mm -hmm. and I made the choice to dedicate the rest of my life to Krishna. Even though I had already been initiated for some months, his words woke me up and caused me to rededicate myself. It's amazing that you've you know, still got your diary from 1976. And I hope. Oh, is it published? Oh, okay. Well, I'm excited. I was going to. Oh, I, was... I think some information just got leaked. And, uh, it's amazing. Because, yeah, no, I was going to say, I hope that I could you know, read some more. I'm sure everyone's eager to read more of these diary entries. So you've heard it here first. Soon to come. Um, uh, my next question is for you, Mother Guru. So. Um, 
Now, I believe you never, you're a disciple of Srila Prabhupada, but you never actually got his in-person association. Um, yeah, so I believe you never had, you know, Srila Prabhupada's in-person association. And I feel like, you know, pretty much for, I guess, everyone else here, we're the same, you know, we, we never got Prabhupada's, you know, his vapu, his, pers his personal association. So... Uh, I wanted to ask, how do you feel connected, strongly connected to Srila Prabhupada, despite not having that, that association? Hare Krishna, yeah, so I never did personally have Srila Prabhupada's association, and here I am over 40 years later, still trying to be a devotee, still somehow accepted by all of you. But um, yeah, I mean, the moment I, I read Srila Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita, immediately I felt a connection with Srila Prabhupada, because... I had explored so many other philosophies and seen so many other gurus, and uh, yeah, that, that was it for me. But it was really um, through book distribution, actually, because when I finally joined the temple, well, actually, I was actually on my way to New Vrindavan because Srila Prabhupada said, simple living and high thinking. And I'm like, yes, that sounds fantastic. I want to go to a farm community and live a nice, peaceful life. I stopped in Chicago, and there there's a famous um, airport called Ohari Airport. <laughs> and there's actually a book written about this. Uh, it's called Ohari. What's it called? Ohari Krishna. Oh, Ohari Krishna Airport. She called it Ohari Krishna Airport. So um, that's another book that's that's just come out, which about, about all the adventures, because it was quite a hub. But anyway. I stopped in Chicago and I said, I'm on my way to Nibrandav, and they said, ah, just go one day to O'Hare Airport, to O'Hare Krishna Airport. And that was the beginning of um, an incredible relationship with Srila Prabhupada because we knew Srila Prabhupada was reading the Sankirtan newsletters every day. And, um, or whatever weekly, every, week. every week they came out. And if we could get our name in that newsletter, um, we knew that, you know, we knew, and everybody knows that Srila Prabhupada was most pleased, even in his Bhagavatam purports. So many times he says, those devotees who go out and share this, this knowledge with others are going to get the utmost blessings. So, by Krishna's mercy, I got my name in the Sankirtan newsletter. And, uh, and I just, yeah, we just wanted to please Srila Prabhupada. By distributing books so that was that for me and still is you know if we can share bhakti with even one other person in our lives we know Srila Prabhupada will be pleased but also I was I'm of the next generation so when Guru Das Prabhu was with Srila Prabhupada I was just a young girl so I came you know a little bit later but I am so fortunate that I clung on to the lotus the feet of all the great souls that serve Srila Prabhupada and I still do they are my shelter and my inspiration and um, yeah I mean all of you can also access those devotees who are still present that have Prabhupada's association you can read their memories you can serve them and um, take take their shelter and, and guidance so Hare Krishna Hare Krishna thank you so much for sharing that um, yeah, it's very relevant to us, and it's, it's, that's why we wanted to ask that. Um, the next thing, I guess, we wanted to move on to is, I guess, just um, the topic of the Bhaktivedanta manor. You know, I, I think almost pretty much everyone here, we have some connection with, with the manor. Um, and I was trying to think, okay, what questions can I ask about the manor? Because we all know kind of like 
you know, how it was founded, how it was started and stuff. And so I was struggling, so um, I asked Ram, he was the president of Panda Vasen, I was like, what should I ask them about the manor? This is the person representing all of us here today. <laughs> and he was like, you should ask them if they have any dangerous or illegal stories during their time. <laughs> And then people around like, yeah, that's a really good question. <laughs> so, um, so I was wondering if you guys have any just stories about, you know, the manor and anything specifically dangerous or illegal <laughs> that you might have done. Um, and this is open to any of you guys, um, if, if anyone has anything to share. <laughs> Prabhupada, there's ants on the prasadam. That's all right, they won't eat very much. <laughs> it's like when, when they asked George Harrison to give a speech, he said, oh, Paul's got it. The only thing I know about the manor is that there was a Scottish lady who sold it to us and took all the infrastructure out, just left the shell of the building. She was frugal and cheap. And, <laughs> and so there was sawdust, and when they started the Arctic, the ghee lamp ignited the sawdust and there was a fire. <laughs> and the fire brigade came. <laughs> Put it out. Then they go out and they look in the window, and again we're starting the <laughs> So I was sent to India, but when we when we started Bury Place, the neighbor was complaining that every time we did kirtan, some of you heard this story recently, that the, that the kirtan would go through the wall and his wife would faint. <laughs> and his dog would jump up. Yip, yip, yip. So faint, yip, faint. <laughs> so we had a member of Parliament, Tom Tane Dreborg. We we couldn't get to see him, but he has a boldness. We couldn't get to see him, but we heard that he was in the hospital for an eye operation. So we go there, and Jamuna says, "Oh, Mr. Dreborg, we're so glad to meet you." And the guy's going like this, and the machine's going. <laughs> So the nurses revive, and we came across the room, oh, Mr. Dreebog. So we had tapes for him, you see? Eye operation, couldn't go anywhere. So he became a friend, and he wrote a letter on House of Common Stationery that it is soundproof, but it wasn't. <laughs> so all the officials are there we had to borrow seats from the Theosophical Society we had no seats and the guy contending us had the, f the fencing champion solicitor 
and we had Lord Goodman, or his coming. Anyway, so they're all going to assess whether it's soundproof. Um, this isn't spiritual. Don't try this at home, folks. <laughs> but now the doors open. Don and Jai was there playing the Madunga. The doors open, and so, uh, and there's a big window, so they all can see. It. So the doors open, and door closed. <laughs> door open, Madunga. Door closed. <laughs> door open. Harry Bull, Harry Bull, door closed. <laughs> I said, we can't even hear it through the door. And you're saying it's going through the <laughs> And also, and then 36 sleeping bags fell out, but George Harrison guaranteed it. And then they always accused us in Piccadilly for obstructing. So we knew all the one-way streets that the van couldn't get us. And then one day they were going to arrest us and had Mondakini and Joe Tiamai. All of us were in lines of two now, about 18 devotees. And they were up like that, and I had Tamal Krishna's Karmi suit and did a photograph, they put it in police street. So we were contending with the police. So finally they arrested Yogeshwar and me, who let us out. So now we're in court, and the judge says, is it true that you were chanting and there's obstruction? And I said, yes, but where were you arrested? Sashbury Avenue. So I said, see, we're on the way back to the temple at such and such a time. The judge is looking over, Officer Derek, there's obstruction. Okay, <clears throat> so then I convinced him that we weren't obstructing, but then he had to have his two farthings or whatever. Must you trundle on the footpath in your costumes? <laughs> and I said, Your Honor, our robes went to, uh, represent the Lord. Yours represents the law. Quite, quite. Case dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we have. <laughs> by, by the... Uh, by, the by the time I came in 1974, the uh, it seemed like all, all the American devotees had left at that time. <laughs> we, we had a lot of bills to pay. <laughs> yeah, because, sorry, but Prabhupada teased me, said, why is your American symbol a bazaard? And then they had feelings of American talents in, like, all countries, so it's, you're right. <laughs> but, um, we, was, we were still looking to America for leadership. And uh, the previous year, the Americans had started something called the Marathon, Christmas Marathon in those yeah. days. So not wanting to be outdone by the Americans, we in England, we wanted to also beat the Americans. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought, where can we distribute a lot of books very, very quickly? So we decided that the entire Sankatan team would spend the marathon 
down on the London underground, inside the carriages, selling books. So we shift in from Los Angeles. Do you mind if I read? A hundred thousand copies of Back to God in magazine. A hundred thousand copies for one month. And a team of devotee ladies who they sewed bags for us, book bags, which were this wide. <clears throat> Cooks made up hundreds of energy bars, delicious mixtures of dried fruit, nuts, cereals, and marzipan to energize the devotees and to help them avoid breaking for meals. Dynamic classes and kirtans took place at the Berry Place Temple near the British Museum. Four Ford Transits, windows papered over. It's like a heist. <laughs> Parked up at the key tube stations of different lines. Inside were boxes containing hundreds of magazines. A devotee was positioned there to refill empty bags, count the money, and to hand out the prasadam bars. Everything was ready. A dozen devotees went down onto their respective lines and began making announcements to the passengers. After the train doors closed with a whoosh, there was a silence before the train pulled out of this the station. That was the announcement gap. We would make our special Christmas appeal and begin walking down the carriage with a bucket. Being 1975, no one had seen this type of collecting ingenuity on the underground before, so they readily responded. As they gave, so did we, a magazine with every larger donation. We repeatedly had the satisfaction of seeing an entire carriage reading a Krishna magazine before we jumped off and walked around to the next carriage. The operation went like clockwork, and as we came back to the van, the news was given to us about how many magazines had been done so far. Enthused, we ran back down again. By the afternoon, I felt so enlivened, I could not wait for the train to stop. So when I finished inside one carriage, I opened the door at the end of the carriage and walked through to the next carriage. This was very dangerous, this is a dangerous bit. <laughs> As I had to stand on a coupling between the carriages of a moving train and then open the next door, all the while balancing a big bag of magazines. Just once I became stuck in between carriages as there were too many passengers in the next carriage. I had to wait until the train pulled into the next station. So it's sort of like Keystone Cops. I was caught in between the carriages and just there with the wind whistling through my, I was going to say hair, but there was... <laughs> By the end of the day, we all looked like Victorian chimney sweeps. Black nostrils, soot around the eyes, and coughing up black mucus. But we were so blissful after 14 hours underground, we would feel emotional and cry hot tears that ran down our black faces. Our days would end sometime around 10 o'clock, and the next day we would get up and do it all again. That year, we beat America. <laughs> I got my name in the World Sangatan Newsletter. <laughs> it was just a line on a typewritten and Xerox sheet but a great honor at the time. Okay. <laughs> no, that, that's an exciting one. <laughs>
Um, so each um, generation paves the way and, and, and uh, yeah, creates the foundation for the next generation. So Gurudas Prabhu and all the devotees there that were started the street Sankirtan, got arrested, they paved the way for us. We, when I was in Chicago in the O'Hare Airport, my daughter-in-law is from, from Chicago, and she's like, oh, what did you say? I'm like, I only saw the airport and the temple. I didn't see anything else. <laughs> but when we came to England, I joined the ladies' Sankirtan party. So all glories to ladies' Sankirtan parties. I'm looking at Coco. There are not many ladies' Sankirtan parties. We had a very wonderful ladies' Sankirtan party. So first we were based in London, and then we were based at Bhaktivedanta Manor in Aldenham. But we would go into London every day and do Sankirtan. We, the world was our, like we could do anything, you know, we can go to all the tourist spots or, so yeah, on the streets we got arrested quite often. It was like a cat and mouse game. In those days the policemen, they used to wear the hats, you know, what do they call those? Helmets. Helmets, yeah. So, you know, over the crowds of people on Oxford, Oxford Street, you know, we'd be looking for those helmets and, and, you know, signaling each other if we saw a helmet coming because it was like a cat and mouse game, you know, not, we were arrested not for distributing books, for highway obstruction. They couldn't think of anything else and then we'd have to go to court, <laughs> Bow Street Court and come and guard. Uh, Bow Street. Yeah, <laughs> I have to, we have to plead guilty because it was just, Cheaper, you pay five, five, ten pounds or whatever. <laughs> what I wanted to share with you, because you talked about illegal. This wasn't illegal, but it was kind of on the edge. <laughs> so when we wanted a bit of adventure, we'd go out to like agricultural shows. Um, we'd go to different, well, concerts. That was the thing. So you have to use your creativity when you're distributing Srila Prabhupada's books and when you're trying to reach all types of people. And so we developed a little press pass. And what did it say? ITV. Now, you know ITV? ISKCON television. <laughs> and we would go to the backstage of these. We went to the Genesis concert at Apollo Hammersmith. We go to the backstage door. We knock on the door and we just flip our press pass. Press. They let us in. <laughs> we're backstage. We don't know where we are, where we're going. <laughs> Somehow we make our way out onto the stage. This is before all the people were hanging out at the bar and all that. So we used that press pad. We got, got out there into the lobby and distributed books in the lobby without you know being caught or anything. So we used that press pass, ITV, on numerous occasions. People are outside the concert selling tickets for like 200 pounds, but we got inside with, by Lord Chaitanya, they just... Lord Chaitanya's mercy covered them over. <laughs> the other thing we did was we used to go in with everyone else and we just go, like, he's paying, right? With our book bags and that, he's paying. <laughs> it just covered them over. Lord Chaitanya just covered them over. That is it. So those, those were some of our adventures. <laughs> that is amazing. They dress Vishnu Bay up like Rod Stewart. <laughs> I don't know if you remember him, but he looked like Rod, Rod Stewart on my bus. In, in, in places like Northern Ireland, too. Yeah. But, oh, Rod Stewart's a devotee. Well, that, was, that, that's, that, that whole thing is quite a... That's quite dangerous and exciting. Isn't it? Yeah, we went into a war zone together, and we let's do the laundry there. Oh, it's bombed out the next day. I mean, 
And I got on television, sorry to be cognizant, I went on television after both sides, like he said, Falls and Shankill Road throw rocks at us for trying to feed them. So we go on television and he says, oh, another religion. We don't need another religion up here. <laughs> I said, well, we're more than a religion. We're a way of life and you sure could use another way of life. And it was like I hit him in the stomach. He. <laughs> Thank you for showing these uh, dangerous and illegal stories. And I think, as Panda was saying, these are things we really like crave and really like live for. So. Sometimes it's better to ask forgiveness and permission. <laughs> okay, well, I think we're going to use that a lot now. Yeah. I really, I really like the uh, the genius of the ITV or Islam TV. Maybe we can do it with like BBC. Like Bhakti Vedanta book charity. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Let's get some badges. Let's get some badges. BBC. That's amazing. I like that. Um, I guess on this topic of you know distributing books in Sankirtan, maybe we can you know speak a bit more about that. Um, and Gurudas Prabhu, and we had a question, and um, I guess yeah, you know, I think the very the very first like. Harinam Sankirtan, you're actually a part of that, right? And so I was wondering if you can maybe just share that story, like the very first Harinam Sankirtan in the West, how, how that was. I've been telling this story, so some of you might have heard it, but it is appropriate. Because he was spoon-feeding us in the temple, and uh, we had no idea of a movement. The Swami was among us and just teaching us everything. And there was a picture of Panchatattva. Haridas thought they were women. <laughs> Swamiji came in and went, oh. <clears throat> He called us over. Panchatattva were men the next day. <laughs> but we didn't know much about it. So it's Lord Chaitanya's appearance day. And Swamiji says, I want you to stay in the temple the whole day and fast and chant japa, chant kirtan, and he gave us an unpublished Chaitanya Chaitamitra. And like a kindly father, he, he said, if you have trouble fasting, here's some rock candy. <laughs> because we were barbarians turning into Brahmins, you see. So now we're in the temple and I don't know if you know who Jayananda is, Jayananda Thakur, but he's one of the greatest. He was on my bus, too. Um, and Jivananda, who I just saw two days ago, they intrinsically remember the love of Prabhupada. Everyone, no matter what they do, they, they love Prabhupada. So Jayananda and Jivananda go like this about noon, like, let's get out of here. So I said, uh, Swamiji told us to stay in the temple all day. They said, no, we have an idea. Let's go outside and chant for the Swami. Well, I wasn't sure, but you see, two Anandas is better than one Das. <laughs> 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 
So, okay, we'll do it. And we go there and chant before him. And he comes to the window and he goes like this. And I said, I told you to, Anandas. He's telling us to go away. We go down the hill. And Pendra comes running out the door. Swamiji wants to see you. Oh. Like going to the principal's office in school. We go there with an immense smile. Lord Chaitanya is giving you the intelligence to chant outside the temple as well as inside the temple. This is called Harinam Samkirtan. So now do this every day. Yeah, I was wondering if, if maybe any of you guys also have any memorable Sankatan stories of your time doing Bhutta Shabishan as well. Any other stories that come to mind if you'd like to share? Yeah. Well, it, it's one, one, a couple of interesting stories. Is just, uh, people have, um, you know, people have attachments that they don't want to give up. We had a person in our small group, a congregation group, and he joined, but he was really into fishing. And he said, why are you into fishing? He said, because I like to. He said, it's just like meditation. I sit on the bank of the river and I watch the rod and it's my thoughts, it's just very peaceful. I said, okay, but you know, we don't do fishing and you know, we don't need fish. <laughs> Catch them, he said, yeah, I know, I know. So he came for about six weeks. And then one day, he, uh, one Sunday, when he was, he should have been at the group. He said he was coming. He went out fishing. And he, he had his rod. The line was in the water. And he was sitting there peacefully meditating, waiting to catch a fish. And uh, he caught a fish. And he was doing, doing you know how it is, right? And it wasn't a fish, it was a plastic bag. <laughs> and he brought the plastic bag and he said he wondered what it was. He opened up the plastic bag. Inside was a Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> because people dispose of Bhagavad Gita, especially from Hindu families. So he said, I think someone up there wants to tell me something. And he came back and he never went fishing again. And um, another person received the book on Sanctan. And uh, he's one of these people that bought a book from a devotee but never really opened it or read it. So it was time for him to move house, and he was moving 300 miles away. <coughs> so he got all of his, he was downsizing, so he got all of his books and gave them to a charity shop, including the Bhagavad Gita. So he moved 300 miles to Leeds, to a northern town, and uh, after six months there, he was. Uh, he looked out as his new neighbors, and another person was getting rid of some stuff from his house, at a big skip, dumping the trash. Anyway, then he, he walked by, and he saw that he was getting rid of some books. So he looked in, and he saw a copy of the Bhagavad Gita. He picked out the Bhagavad Gita, he said, hey, can I have this? Are you getting rid of it? He said, sure, sure, sure. He took it home, he opened up the Bhagavad Gita. <gasps> Inside the front cover was his name. 
It was the Bhagavad Gita that he'd given to a charity shop six months and 300 miles ago, 300 miles away. And he thought to himself, there's something in this. And he became a devotee after that. So I'm just saying, just, it's just, these are stories of, when it's your time to meet Krishna, Krishna becomes very interested and will make all arrangements to, you know, fish you in. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, just um, believing in the power of these books and the magic and the power that they have, even if you give a book to someone and it sits on their shelves, it's got power, it's got shakti, it's got incredible, yeah, and, and that book will be picked up by a person. We've heard so many stories like that. And I just wanted to say, like, when I was talking about one generation paving the way for, for the next, the fact that we can all go on the streets now, we don't get arrested. In fact, we get police escorts when we do Hari, big Hari Nabs or Rathayatra. This is one generation building on another. So I'm just like looking at your generation and thinking, my gosh, what are you going to do to pave way? I make an amazing, you know, contribution for the next generation. But anyway, speaking about the power of books, I just want to tell one little story. Um, so one of our godbrothers, Amit Prabhu, see, we were all into the adventure of Sankirtan, that we can go anywhere, anywhere in the world and distribute these books. You can go do all kinds of crazy things, you know, to get these books out. So one of our godbrothers, Amit Prabhu, he had gone to Iceland because he heard that in Iceland they read more books than most places in the world. They didn't have much television. It was before the American television got in there. And um, so he went uh, and distributed books in Iceland, and he met this one devotee, uh, sorry, one man, Icelandic man, Arnas, and um, he left lots of books with him. And when he came back, he, I remember, because he bought Srila Prabhupada at Bhaktivedanta Manor, this Icelandic jumper, I don't know if you, if you know what Icelandic jumpers, but they have a very distinctive style, Iceland, made with Icelandic wool, and they have a pattern and everything. I remember Srila Prabhupada Bhaktivedanta Manor was wearing this Icelandic uh, jumper. So myself and one of my god sisters, we decided that we wanted to go to Iceland and distribute books. And um, we asked our Sankirtan leader, and she said, yeah, go for it. So um, we tried to get the contact of this person, Arnas, because he had all the books. But somehow or other, I, no, they were, they were English books. Oh, English. English books, yeah, that Amita had left with this Arnas in Iceland. So somehow or other, we weren't able to make contact, but we had already bought the tickets, and we just thought, okay, we're just going to go and depend on Krishna. So it's about having courage, having courage, having faith. Uh, we have had to pray a lot, you know, because you're kind of, you know, going into the unknown. Anyway, we get on the plane, and we're sitting down, and I'm sitting next to some Icelandic man, having a chat with him, explaining to, to him what we're, what we're actually doing. And I mention this person, Arnas, and he goes, Hey, that's a that's my good friend. <laughs> so I was like, Krishna magic. Oh my gosh. What are the chances that we would get on the same plane with this particular person, that we would sit next to him, and he would be our link to this guy in, in Iceland. When we got to Iceland, 
they looked after us, they gave us all the books, and we spent like three or three or four weeks in Iceland distributing books house to house, and it was incredible. <laughs> Hare Krishna. <laughs> A European devotee who came up with this technique of book distribution called the lizard. The little <laughs> lizard walks along a wall and just goes down every crack. So he would trace his hand along a wall and knock on every door. And uh, it was amazing. He, he went into a, a theater one time and he ended up on the stage. <laughs> and it was there was a conference going on. And the man who was at the uh, podium, he said, Oh, good, the prizes have arrived. <laughs> <laughs> and he started giving out Bhagavad Gita to the prize, the prize winners. <laughs> so it just so happened to be a national confederation of a, 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 a butcher's association. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, same, same person. Same person was doing this technique going from house to house in Geneva, in Switzerland. Now, many years previously, and Gurudas Prabhu, you know this, Prabhupada told the story of enthusiasm. He told the story of Charles, Mr. Charles Chaplin, who ripped his tailcoat, okay, and was dancing wildly, and everybody thought this must be a, a great new fashion, so they all ripped their tailcoats as well to copy it. So enthusiasm is infectious. Enthusiasm catches on. But little did we know that when the lady came to the door and she bought a copy of the Bhagavad Gita, whose house it was, three years later, this devotee went back to the house, knocked on the door, and she came and she said, Oh, my name is Una. And my husband was Charlie Chaplin. Wow. She said, Before he died, he used to sit in that chair looking out across Lake Geneva, reading the Bhagavad Gita that you gave us years ago. Wow. I gave him. Oh, you gave him one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, enthusiasm is the backbone, but what triggered, do you know what triggered the Charles Chaplin story? Me, childlike, probably sitting on the floor, I fooled them. Who, Gurdas, the mosquitoes? Are there mosquitoes in Krishna Loka? They don't bite, they sing. <laughs> Okay, so I asked Prabhupada, our first, our, finally our first back to Godhead had Lord Nishinga. So innocently, I said, in Canada, on the way here, uh, Swamiji, can uh, we wear Lord Nishinga masks on Harinam? <laughs> As you would. <laughs> And he said, yes, <laughs> what great men do, others follow. And then he told the story in Victorian language, tailing coats, and he told Charles Chaplin that other people will think it's the fad. And we also got on stage because, see, this is what you've got to do in this adventure of preaching. Here was playing... And this, they sing Hare Krishna mantra in it. So we went across from the theater. And on my bus, we also had a scramble. Any theater lines, we somebody would take the Madungas, somebody would take books. We had the whole thing planned out. But so we were across from here, and we'd chant 
because they chanted in the play, they liked us and they invited us in. So every end of the play, they had people come on the stage. So we ended the theater every night. They'd open the doors, okay, come in now. And so it was like the age of Aquarius and everything goes. And so we would end the theater every night on the stage singing Hare Krishna. Sorry, we got carried away. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I just wanted to say, last year when I was at the Manor for some festival, this devotee came up to me and he said, I'm, he, he said, your son-in-law told me to find you and introduce myself. I'm from Iceland. He was a devotee from Iceland, and I thought, my gosh, after all these years, there are devotees in Iceland from all those books, books we distributed. Wow, It's amazing to know to hear these stories, to hear these Sankatan stories, and, and like you're saying about the books, you know, the books are like, you know, they're magical, um, all these magical things happen. I think Prabhupada once says that these books, they're like time bombs, you know, so even like, because sometimes I feel like, you know, we're distributing books on the streets, and often I think like, okay, I've given this person a book, but like, are they really going to read it, or like, you don't know what's going to happen next, and like, you don't really see the, the fruits of your results in one sense, but... Yeah. You know, if you take a little more time and try to find the common ground, then you can see what they might be interested. You tweak their imagination by telling them what's in the book, not just buy it, and they'll go away wanting it. Yeah, I, I heard someone say actually, like, that's the best way to distribute books if you understand their needs, their interests, their concerns. And you should tell them that their book is going to help them with those specific things. Then mm. you know it's it's the that's best thing it. to do. So that's it. That's brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, Mother Guru, actually, I wanted to ask you uh, another question specifically about um, your involvement with Sankatan in the UK. Now, I you were mentioning before how you're in charge of like the Ladies Sankatan Party, and I was one. I thought this was maybe the Ladies Party for like the Manor or the UK. I spoke with Marley this uh, earlier today, and he said apparently this was like for the whole world. You're in charge of like Lady Sankatan for like throughout the world, which is an amazing. Which is amazing. <laughs> Last thing, so okay. Well, I'm gonna say I've been hearing many things. I, I don't know what my son sang. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because he was up in the solar system the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> But I, oh, I've heard this. I've also heard that you've done you do, you do like five hundred Krishna books in one day, um, and and that also that you know your your Sankatan your Lady Sankatan party was actually responsible for funding the Soho Street Temple, you know, which we we all know. We all Yeah, it was it was amazing to hear that. I was wondering if you could just tell us about that, if you can confirm these things I've heard and uh, <laughs> tell us a bit more. Right. Well, I just wanted to say because when I first came to England, it was quite a shock because <laughs> in Chicago, like I, I had my independence of Shiva Ramar. I should get gave my own car. I could go out to the. But when I came to England, I had to join this lady sanctum party in Clapham. We lived in Clapham, <laughs> and there was no heating. You know, we'd have to sleep on the floor, and it would be wet in the morning when you woke up from all the kind of it was horrible. <laughs> Uh, we would. Uh, I'm just looking at that picture of Mother Kalangana because she was there. For those of you who who in this room uh, remembers Mother Kalangana, few of you. Yeah, yesterday we had the um, remembrance mem remembrance ceremony of Shruti Dharma Prabhu, and 
Um, I was speaking to one of the Bhaktins and I was telling her about Sruti Dharma Prabhu and I, I was just feeling really sad that, you know, some devotees never got a chance to meet him or Mother Kalangana, who was, uh, you know, a great Sankirtan devotee. So we were on the same Sankirtan party together and every morning we'd get up and go in a, in a big white van from Clapham to Soho Street, the temple had just opened up. And um, we would be singing, we sing Shikshashikam prayers on the way. And I always remember Mother Klangana because we were young and Mother Klangana was what I would call young now. But to us, she was an older woman. And on the way in, she'd be pounding herself to keep herself awake. I always remember she'd be like pounding herself. You know, because she was an older woman and we were getting up, going, traveling to Soho Street. Yeah. She was like probably 40 years old. That was old for us. We were like, you know, in our 20s. Um, yeah, and we'd go to the morning program front uh, with Radha London Ashwar, and then we'd just like go out on the streets of London to all the kind of tourist spots. And yeah, at that time we were, I wasn't the Sangatan leader, but it was my god sister, Kamaduk. Um, she was the Sangatan leader and uh, really looked after us, cared for us, and inspired us. In Krishna conscious. Later we moved to Aldenham near the manor. But um, what I want to say is that, um, yeah, it was, <clears throat> it's quite intense being on the streets. And actually, I, I love that you're doing this sacred SSP, as you call it, SSP, Sacred Street Party, because uh, we didn't do that in those days, like just sit and chant and then distributors all around. It's really clever. We had to try and stop everyone and you know you get waves of people coming to you and we're trying to um, catch them in, in, in the waves of, in the love of Lord Chaitanya's mercy and the Prema Mahajale you know so we can make a connection. There's all these people coming at you and it's overwhelming and you just um, I'm just quite a shy person and I would have to just like constantly chant Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gorbhaktarinda and pray to Srila Prabhupada and envision the whole parampara just being there witnessing our activities and empowering us to be instruments to somehow stop someone and connect them and help them to make a connection in this net network in this net of Lord Chaitanya's love and mercy so I have to say it was challenging, but I have to say also some of the best days of my life. <laughs> um, and we really did have some incredible moments um, meeting some wonderful people who, um, I know you're going to ask something about this, but you know we used to give them a lunch card to go to the Soho Street Temple. And then they would go there and then they would inevitably either get shaved up or... I mean, it was just... It was, it was, it was a really well-oiled, kind of a really um, wonderful... So there always needs to be a next step, and I know you're going to ask about that a little later on. But, um, yeah, I just... That's all I want to and is it true that 500 Christian books? Oh, yeah. Well, when, when I was in Chicago at the airport, we were with the greatest Sankirtan devotees, Vaisheshika Prabhu, um, Tripurari um, Maharaj, and... All these uh, Radhadamadar Temple, they would all want to come to the Ohari Krishna Airport. And we were competing. It was an incredible transcendental competition to see which temple. And we were competing with London at the time. But later on, I became a London devotee. So, <laughs> and I was paying back. I was competing with America then. But yeah, um, we got on the top. So our quota was the men had to do big books. We had 500 Krishna books we had to distribute every day. 
So we were, it was like from early morning, when it was marathon time, we'd stay at the airport hotel across the road so that we could just maximize our hours. But yeah, we did it. We talked, and then when we came to England, um, I didn't revolutionize the ladies' party, but they were kind of, we kind of broke into all kinds of new ways and new techniques, and yeah, we, uh, we managed to top it as well. <laughs> and um, and yeah, is one last thing because I think it will lead nicely for the next thing. And was that responsible for the Soho Street Temple, like the funds you were collecting whilst you were here in the UK, or was that? That was all the the renovation was all going on at the time when oh, I fine. came, and that all paid for all the altar, the renovations, and because uh, when I came, it was just a building site that was in 1979. It was, um, Ron Sherpabu was there, and it was like a building site. So yeah, all the, that Lady Sanctum, I think there were about 10 of us on the Lady Sanctum party. All those funds went directly into building the Soho Street Temple. And they did, it used to have a plaque there, but not anymore, I don't know. They used to have a plaque saying about Lady Sanctum party. So it was a real Yeah, the reason I wanted to just confirm and ask that is because it seems like, you know, back in back in the day, Sankatan was really like providing, you know, it was the financial support for all the temples, right? You know, building up Soho Street and many other temples, they relied a lot on Sankatan. And now, um, at least, you know, with the manor, it's, you know, very, you know, very established. It's, and it's not, it doesn't need Sankatan really to kind of maintain and run and expand. There's so many other things. So I guess I wanted to ask, like, do you guys still think Sankatan is still relevant today? Or, um, well, I don't realize it's that deep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would, would you say it's, it's still relevant? Is there still a need? And if so, yeah. That's what's known as a rhetorical question. Okay. No, okay. I guess. Listen, yeah, people have messaged me questions and I'm just asking, I'm just a messenger. But, yeah. <laughs> but maybe maybe we can phrase it as, I guess someone else has phrased it as like, how, how do we still have, how do we still have that sense of like, okay, we're on a mission because we don't really see that, you know, okay, this is like, you know, directly maybe contributing to something or how do we still find that missionary, you know, that missionary spirit in Sankatan, not just Sankatan, just in service. Um, if, you know, things are so established for us already, you know, sometimes, you know, we might think that, you know, some might say that you know, things are kind of handed on a plate. This is, it's already very well established, you know, everything we have. So how do we still maintain that missionary spirit when there's so much support and establishment already? Is that a better way to phrase it? Great question. So the, yeah, that's how I was supposed to say. <laughs> so you have the foundation, but it's still ever fresh for you. I mean, we all have these stories, and a lot of times it's challenging, but that's what we remember. <coughs> the dangerous ones. I got between the soldiers and the Kirtan party in Cairo, Egypt, the day after President Nasser was assassinated. Oh, the country was in turmoil. 17 of us, the second wave going to India, and I'm making sure the bag and baggage were transferred. The plane was two propellers, 
the cockpit, there was just a curtain. People had goats and chickens in the, <laughs> in the plane. And the soldiers are rushing, and I had a new camera. Prabhupada told us to bring stuff, and I said, oh, there's Giriraj and Vishnu Jai and dancing on the turmark. And then I see soldiers with red eyes and bayonets and drooling, and the, and the, the film goes boink, 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 it's the camera's on my wrist. And I get between them, and see, this is what you have to do, change guru. And I said, we're singing the praises of President Nassau. <laughs> and they became our guard. They put the <laughs> so it's relevant. Of course it is. It's fresh for you, and you're the future. At this point in your life, you're formulating who you are. And not just looking outside, but inside. Because we're yogis, agitation on top of the water, but inside, transcendence, we're deep. And so you're making choices. And the Dharmic Code will help you, purity, truth, nonviolence, and discipline. And you've made the right choice, but... Not only is it Harinam, but see, we explain I, I always said, let's stop the Harinam and explain to people what's going on, mantra. So, uh, it's, it's relevant and not everybody has the taste, the more bhajananati, but really that's how we really learn how to apply the foundation of Krishna consciousness out there in the streets. There is a um, there is a statement. Just outside. Yeah. There is a statement that um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu made that this movement will be taken to every town and every village, and every town and every village will know my name. Unfortunately, Prabhupada's godbrothers interpreted that as every town and village in Bengal. <laughs> Prabhupada didn't interpret it that way. He said, no, no, this means every town and village in the world. So until we have gone to every town and village in the world, the job is not done. At least specifically for us, every job, every uh, town and village in, uh, in London at least, if you want to do that, but if you really want to go a little bit further, you've got every town and village in the United Kingdom. So the job is not done. Uh, it's tempting to think that, uh, well, everything's been established now. We have Bhaktivedanta Manor, we have two temples. But Bhaktivedanta Manor was George's response to there being a lot of devotees that you created with the, the, the first wave. And Prabhupada, they, they, they came to Prabhupada and Prabhupada said, well, we can start another temple in London. And he said, where would we start it? And they said, well, we get a lot of interest in Notting Hill. Prabhupada said, then let us start a temple in Notting Hill. And the devotee said, well, Prabhupada, it's only five miles away from Berry Place. 
He said, London is big enough for 10 temples. <laughs> we can have 10 Radhakrishna temples. He said, I have a beautiful set of deities in Delhi, which we can bring in for this new temple in Notting Hill. So they made the arrangements and those deities were shipped from India to, to England. But in the meantime, George Harris went to Prabhupada and said, well, what you really need, Srila Prabhupada, is, a, is something that the, uh, the uh, Paramahamsa Yogananda people have, which is a country headquarters. So Prabhupada said, yes, we should have a country headquarters. <laughs> Prabhupada wanted everything, country headquarters, Notting Hill Temple. So the Notting Hill Temple was never built. And back to Vinantamana became the new temple to catch the overflow from London. But in those days, the two temples were working together. Devotees would go from the manor to London, London to the manor. We didn't see that there was this competition between us. The two temples were working together. Indeed, the Sankirtan party, when we were young, was called the Sri Sri Radha London Ishwara, Radha Gokulananda, traveling Sankirtan party. It was one Sankirtan party, one movement. What a revolutionary idea. So to look at the manor and say, well, everything's been done, there's nothing for me to do, means that we haven't quite caught the vision of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The vision of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was, what about these people? What about him? What about her? What about them? What about Milton Keynes? Come on, guys and girls, what about Milton Keynes? What about Southall? What about no hope? <laughs> what, a, what, a, what about you know we have something in Crawley but what about Croydon what about this place that place there's so many places to go so until every home has a set of Srila Prabhupada's books the job won't be done until every home has a possibility that in the neighborhood they can go to a kirtan the job is not done all you have to do is choose which part of the job you'd like to do, which part of the mission you'd like to accomplish. And it makes it very simple. You're here for a purpose. You're not here to look at the manner and think, well, you know, that's that's been done. It's uh, it's just one temple. There's a lot to be done. Wow. There's an empty space out there. So uh, take it. Take it. Take the opportunity and run with it. Where can you go? It's got to be you. If it's not you, then the movement falters at that point. We slow down and we might even implode at one point. So for you, for your youth in an exciting future, it's just you have to have the vision for what you can accomplish and then break it down into small steps to try to achieve that. Hare Krishna. I think you're all in a very privileged um, position because, you know, yeah, we had we, we didn't just have book qu quotas, we had Lakshmi quotas as well. Because, you know, the funds we collected from the book distribution, they were going to pay the bills. I remember once I went to visit my family, and you know, I took a plane from Chicago to go visit my family in Canada. And after two days, she Maharaj, my temple president, called out, when are you coming back? Because they were so dependent on the funds that we collected to pay the bills. Otherwise, we would lose the buildings. But, um, you know, Lord Chaitanya's Sankirtan movement, it's not just about numbers. It's not just about lottery points. It's about, you know, Kali Yuga is actually progressing. I don't know if you've read the news. Huh? 
if you haven't noticed, but it, it really is progressing. Like, you know, we've been around a long time. So, yeah, there's always, you know, um, you know, corruption and all these things going on. But it is, we actually, I think we, we would all agree it's, would you all agree? Kalibuka is actually progressing. Yes. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are suffering in, in some way or another. There's a whole of the UK. Everybody. Everybody, everybody. everybody is struggling in some way. And so, you know, it's not about the numbers. It's about connecting with people and giving them this wonderful bhakti, process of bhakti yoga. And, um, do you want to say something? Yeah, I just Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and just this, this, the beautiful community. Most people don't have community. We're so fortunate to have the community of Bhaktivedanta Manor on all levels, you know, you, you know, young children, you know, youth, all of you youth and all, all your energy. We have the elders of our community. And I know for most people, they don't have that. They may have one or two friends. They're not connected to such a loving and um, beautiful community that we have. And here in England, we are very privileged because I've been to temples, as many of you probably have in other parts of the world, and it's not the same. So you're in a very privileged position that you don't need to worry about. I mean, obviously you have to pay for the books, but it always comes. You always get way more than what the books. And you know, you could just go freely and distribute this love of God, love of Krishna, mm. uh, this beautiful process of how people can find peace in their lives without having to worry. Um, so, yeah, go for it. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I didn't quite answer the question. The, oh, yeah. the, uh, the, the byproduct, perhaps, of selling books is that some funds are there. But the purpose of selling books is not to raise the funds. Mm. If we wanted funds, we could sell anything, drugs or... <laughs> you know, whatever we whatever we wanted, you know, insurance or step ladders or, or anything. You you don't sell a book about God to people who don't want one because you think that's gonna be a good way to make money. So funds are incidental. And now that we have separate sources of funds, that that's mm. true. The book distribution is done purely for getting their books in the hands of people. People are desperate. People are very, very confused. They don't even know what a woman is anymore. They don't know where life begins. You can't trust a politician. I mean, I know it sounds like we're all over 60, but you know, but the, the world is getting worse, so please help. And the idea of Krishna consciousness is, is to get in touch with your innate compassion and to act with love for people who are suffering. Just on Thursday, uh, our friend Vishrambari met uh, this television personality, Simon Cowell, who does all the, does all the Britain's Got Talent and everything. And he said, uh, he said as he normally does, he said, please read this book. And he said, well, look, I'll read this book if you pray for me. I need, you, I need your prayers at the moment. Everybody is going through something. You just don't know what it is. Everybody. Everybody's suffering in some way. So don't think that this movement is meant for poor people only, or deprived people, or people who are looking depressed, people who look happy, people who look successful, people who look wealthy, people who look powerful. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's message is for every single person.
Yesterday we heard Jaidwe Tamaraj telling us that um, uh, His Holiness Kadama Kanan Swami, his last one, his last word was mission, and um, you know most of you come from a Indian cultural background, um, and you know you maybe you know well I have to say like at some point I was thinking oh will the in Indian congregational community of Bhaktivedanta Manor ever in, like taste the nectar of actually taking uh, the holy name and Srila Prabhupada's books out on the streets. And I'm so pleased to see that over the last probably, I don't know, 10, 15 years, like when we've had marathons, so many um, Bhakti Riksha groups and Sangha groups are really um, embracing the mission because that's really, we can have, and it's wonderful to sit and do kirtan together, do eight hour kirtans or, you know, kirtan festivals. That's where, you know, we get charged up and we connect personally, but then we have to go and take that out. We have to go and, and, and take that out. As I said before, that energy that you're sharing through the kirtan, if you don't take that out onto the street and distributing books, like you're just keeping it for yourself. We have to embrace Srila Prabhupada's mission. That is, an, you know, what really Srila Prabhupada stressed it. I don't know Gurudas Prabhu, but even in the early days, he stressed about taking mm. this out onto the, out to the public, to people, and helping helping people. That was his peace formula for the world. Hare Krishna. <coughs> Thank you so much for, for sharing that. Um, we had plenty more questions, and I think we did want to open it up as well for people, but we're running tight on time, and uh, we did want to do a Gora Arati at some point afterwards. So if that's cool, I know people had questions, people were messaging me, we might just end, start concluding, and then well, we'll have a really lit Gora Arati after, so I think it'll be worth it. Um, but no, thank you guys so much for, um, for sharing all these. Can we have a huge round of applause? <laughs> devotees like yourself here in the room with all of us is, is a really really rare opportunity and um it was really amazing to to hear all your stories uh, your background and um i think this will really keep us going for the next year um you know and you know one thing just to let people know that you know ssp we're not just fanatical sankatan devotees i was just thinking that like um like you know PS actually there's this it's there's so many I guess projects within PS you know we do sacred street parties one of them but we also do university preaching we do like youth programs you know um uh, and Sen's Har not Harajamming oh my god what's it called Sunday Nights Live Project Dex there's just yeah there's all these crazy words I don't even know what they mean but it's like it's just all different all different projects all different preaching avenues and you know in one sense like all of this is is, is Sankatan because these people at some point in their journey they're, they're gonna, you know, come across the holy name, they're gonna chant the holy name, and they're gonna, at one point, read Srila Prabhupada's books and come well, across those books. Next steps, as we said. It's yeah. Like every, yeah, you know, you have mm. to... Yeah. So it, it's amazing to see, you know, I guess, you know, Pandava Sena, there's so much going on, so much dynamic preaching, and... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like everyone here involved. I think all this, yeah, I've seen lots of faces, and everyone, in some shape or form, is, is involved in one of these projects, and mm. spreading... Um, spreading, you know, uh, Mahaprabhu's master plan. So, um, yeah, it was a really, really amazing hearing from you guys today. And um, I guess I want, oh yeah, please, <laughs> concluding words. Yeah, no. 
It's just that um, one of the important questions for me that you asked before was, um, is book distribution the end of everything or is there follow-up? Yeah. And for certain there is follow-up. That's why Prabhupada created temples and all kinds of things. And for the devotees in Los Angeles, even when Prabhupada started the League of Devotees, he was prepared to um, not only distribute the books, but he says, if you become a member of the League of Devotees, this is in 1952, he said, you can ask questions and you will receive answers from the chairman of the League of Devotees, which was him, of course. And then in the 1970s, in Los Angeles, they came to Prabhupada and they said, Prabhupada, some people have read your books and now they have questions. He said, well, you can answer those questions. And he prepared a letter. He wrote a letter, a standard reply letter to everybody who was writing in from the books. Here in England, we had a scheme where people would receive a book, then they could get a, a three-month trial subscription to Back to Godhead, and then a, a, a free for free, and then pay for a year-long subscription to Back to Godhead. And it was a follow-up. And when we went through some leadership difficulties in the 1980s, all of our Back to Godhead magazine subscribers, we personally visited them in their homes. And uh, many, many people at that time. So there was a hundred new devotees in one year. This is Bhaktas and Bhaktins came from going to their home and saying, you know, would you like to join? There's a movement that you can join, why not come? And I think it's very important that uh, we realize this, that uh, we can't give up on people. People may take some time, but if you individually take the responsibility to look after people and see, here's a question people ask you. Normally when you go somewhere, they say, what's your name? How many rounds do you chant? Who's your guru? How long have you been around? They, they ask questions like that. We should ask each other the question, how many people are you looking after? Yes. You ask that question, if you can answer that question. If everybody's being cared for by someone and everybody is looking after some others, then it will be the unique Prima Mahajale, the unique loving network. If not, it'll just be a group of people that are sort of on their own spiritual trip. <laughs> yes. Um, I saw that there are many people, you're the future, but there's some old folks like us been around 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And they needed health help and the temples didn't respond they they kicked them out so i started something in 2017 the vedic charitable trust to take care not old folks of young folks too take care of devotees take care of spiritual seekers the first aspect of it is outreach you have a car and some compassion and somebody, somebody needs help. And so like Creeper Moya said, do you want to be remembered for your resume or your kind acts? Mm -hmm. 
Because that's all we have. We're lucky, like you said, to have this community. So most people, but still, a lot of times, there's impersonalism in the guise of personalism. Hari Bol Prabhu, did we have a conversation though? How are you? Where are you from? What are you going through? Support groups is part of it. Marriage, women's groups, support. And the assisted living is Krishna conscious. Not going to some home and having to deal with meat and television. I'm not against television, but we can have Christian conscious television, MP3 in the ears. So the sister, and, and not just waiting to die, but there's actually seva that can be done. Even if people can't move. And all folks like to tell you their stories, you can see. <laughs> well, we're not old, but all, older folks. <laughs> And so, and then there's hospice, and then Shraddha. But I came here uh, because I was invited to do George Harrison festivals in Liverpool, and it was great. They just loved us and loved him. But part of the reason I came here is to just put a little jolt into the Vedic here. And now we have some new staff including Chaitanya Jivan, who sometimes people, George, George Bernard Shaw said to be great is to be most misunderstood. So any rate, now this is something revolutionary. Right now, we are going to be training devoted caregivers and paying them. Because a lot of devotees go work in places that have nothing to do with Krishna, but a lot of them automatically have caring hearts. So stay tuned, folks, because if you're interested, and in fact, if anybody's interested in this to be a caregiver, they can give me your contact information. And also, book distribution. This is a great book. I have one copy left. I'd like to give me a donation that Sangha can share it, you know? And this, you stay creative, you know? That was then, this is now, we're still serving. This is a great photo book. I was the first photographer. Um, if anybody's interested, they can, we have to order it, but they're coming this week. And so you're the future. Keep it going for Shri Prabhupada and Lord Chaitanya. Thank you so much. Um, I feel like those are like, you know, it sounds like these are like your concluding words and thanks for leaving on that message. And I feel like I should ask if you have any last concluding words for us or... Okay, Garaj is okay. Can we please have three loud Hari Bowls for our amazing panel? Hari Bowl! One more time, three more Hari Bowls!